Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 125 of The Yacking Show. This is a show for awakening you to new perspectives for a changing world. And our guest today will certainly open your eyes in several respects. But I don't want to steal Kathleen's thunder. It's not my job to introduce guests. Kathleen does it way better than I do. So my first job is to introduce co-host Kathleen Beauvais from Waterloo in Ontario. Hi, Kathleen. Welcome again. And how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing great, Peter. Thanks for that intro. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't uh, hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. Um, it's really interesting, a really interesting guest. Um, please welcome Lucas Canada to our show today. Hello, Lucas. How are you? Hello, Kathleen. Hello, Peter. Uh, I'm very, very well. Thank you. And uh, it's a pleasure to be at your show. Thank you for, for having me here. And I'm ready to, to talk about and uh, have, have a nice chat with you guys. Great. Well, I have to say you are a professional rugby player and a team leader for an incubator slash accelerator, a company called Unicorn out of France. So can you tell our audience, Lucas, a little bit about your background? Uh, uh, I mean, you've had a, an illustrious professional sports career and now you're involved with Unicorn. So tell us a bit about yourself and then how you came to be involved with Unicorn and perhaps explain what Unicorn is. Yes, sure. Uh, I'm an Argentinian, so I've lived in Argentina for 25 years. Uh, my dream was to become a professional rugby player. Uh, back home at that time, there were no professional clubs, so rugby was just amateur. Uh, I knew that if I wanted to fulfill my dream, I had to go somewhere else, uh, look for that opportunity. Um, I started contacting agents, uh, sending my videos, preparing myself. Uh, it was not an easy trip, uh, but eventually I had uh, an offer to join a, a rugby club in France uh, in the second division called Pro D2. Um, and that offer came, uh, I knew I had, I, mean, I was ready in my mind to to, to live through that experience. That's what I wanted to do. So I did not hesitate much. I just uh, kind of packed my things, uh, told my family, my girlfriend, uh, invite her to join me. And uh, here I'm, I am uh, six years afterwards, <laughs> still living in France, still playing rugby. Um, a bit of changes during that time. Yes, for sure. Uh, at the beginning, I was just focusing on rugby. Uh, I was doing just that. That was what I wanted. Uh, that's, but at one moment in time, that was that was not enough. I would say. So uh, I've also decided to carry on studying. Uh, not the same career I did before because uh, it was too hard. I would say. So I was doing engineering when I was in Argentina. Uh, I was not very good at it. I mean. Yeah. My focus was rugby, so I, I, I struggle a bit during university. But uh, then when I came here and I decided to, to carry on uh, studying a bit more, uh, I went to management. Uh, I did two, two, three years of it, um, finished my career. Um, and then at one moment in time, uh, 
again, I would say uh, I'd like to do something extra, not just rugby. And uh, that's how I came into the business world uh, while I keep, keep playing, because I, I do keep playing and I do um, I'd like to call myself also a professional athlete today because I do uh, most of the stuff that people or, or professional athletes do. Uh, like training, uh, recovering, sleeping well, eating well. I mean, those, uh, for me, key points that you need to be able to, to carry on doing if you want to keep playing at a, at a high level. Um, but I'm also um, one of the leaders in Unicorn, uh, our incubator, accelerator. Um, and in fact, we, we took uh, the rugby club, Salo Rugby, we took it as one of our startups, uh, one of our clients, uh, and we managed the whole team, um, which is one of the most interesting things, I would say, because I'm a, I'm a part of both sides of, of, of the story. Uh, I'm at both sides of the coin, and I really enjoy it. Excellent. Very good. So you, you've told us um, that you had to move to be a, become a professional player from Argentina, where was rugby was only played at the amateur level. That that was quite a transition. Was there a huge mindset change you had to adopt to go from amateur to professional status? I would say no, because my mindset was already being a professional athlete. Uh, that was my way of living, because that was who I wanted to become. Uh, so... I, that's one of the things I usually try to, to say and to, I like leaders and motivation, motivation that comes through example. And I think if I tell someone to do something, uh, I need to be doing it myself. You know, if not, I, I sound, it's, it's easy to speak, but not to show. Uh, so I do think the best way to be followed is that if you actually show people what you do, not just tell them. And the, usually the impact that you get, uh, it's a lot higher. The engagement that you receive, it, 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 it means it's, it's a lot better. Uh, that works for sports, but also works for business. Uh, it's kind of our model inside. We always try things first. Uh, we don't just tell people what to do. We, we've tried it before. We've put it into place and then... Uh, we show what results it can bring and why uh, that's the way or, or the route that you should be taking. Right. So with that team experience, I mean, rugby, as we know, is a team sport. So that helps you make the transition into a team environment in the business as well then. Yeah, I think the connections between sports and business are huge. Uh, and today, I mean, it's... I'd say almost impossible to run any any business on on your own. Sure. Uh, you need to rely on a good team. Uh, one of the one of the things we we would like to say always is not um, how to do it, but it's who. So you right. need to identify the right people for the right job for the right task. Uh, it's not just a matter of doing everything because there's a limit to that. You can't be doing everything and do everything. Uh, perfectly or very good. Uh, there's, I, I always say there's this, always someone that does things better than I do, uh, which I think it's a complete reality. And 
accepting that allows you to delegate and to, um, I don't like the word use, but uh, I would probably say leverage uh, mm -hmm. each person's uh, best attributes, bets, the, their strengths uh, sure. into building a team that works well together and that uh, can perform and succeed. Right. I know Kathleen wants to ask you, she's determined to find out more about your company and your startup. So I'll keep my mouth shut and let Kathleen ask you something. Well, yes, you have, um, you're involved with a startup called, I believe, formation.gg. It's an up and coming platform dedicated to esports. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Uh, I mean, yes, uh, I am involved in Formation GG. Uh, we, we had it since the start. We are actually co-founders in the, into the the startup. Uh, we've launched it like five months ago, I think, fifteenth uh, of January. Um, the idea is to bring um, esports to the community. Um, we have a big focus in Latin America today, because I would say one of the reasons why is because uh, esports there's. Uh, I'd like to say there's two different levels, like professional teams and all the rest. And uh, the percentages of people that manage to get into that level are very low, kind of like in sports. And, mm. uh, but we'd like to bring the opportunity to everyone to play, to, to enjoy, to compete. Because what we do is we actually create tournaments for every single game, uh, no matter where you are. And uh, that's what we bring to the table as Formation GG, as a legal and um, approved company in France. So the reason why we, um, let's say, uh, created or funded the company uh, was also to avoid uh, scams in mm -hmm. esports, especially when it's not professional level and it's more amateur level. There's lots and lots of scams. People that claim that they'll pay uh, for for a prize to the winner, for instance, and never do. Uh, it's sad but true. And since we are a legal company, we if we do that, we go to jail. So we we avoid uh, not paying our winners. Um, so yes, that's another another key point in formation. GG is to uh, give the people a, a place to compete. Uh, to win, um, where they can feel safe that if they do win, if they do uh, reach uh, those winners, uh, they'll get what they were promised in return. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for Lucas, for some of our older audience, people like me with gray hair and who've been around since way before the computer age, when you're talking esports, that's gaming? Online games? That's online gaming, exactly. It's not any game, I would say. It's actually the games that have a competitive scene um, all around. So it's it's not just games that you play by yourself, but you can actually play against someone. But more sophisticated than the early games of playing chess against someone over the internet. For instance, it's more sophisticated than that, I guess. Some of them are, but some of them are not. I mean, okay. I do consider chess being an eSport, even if it's probably not. For me, into my eyes, I am competing. 
sure. against someone else uh, through my computer, through my cell phone, uh, into a game uh, against someone else. I do think it's a, it's a very good example. And uh, as a matter of fact, my um, grandpa is a big fan of chess. You okay. know, I, I, I remember uh, ourselves when I was very, very young, him trying to uh, teach me how to chess and uh, me how to use the computer. <laughs> okay, very good. So I, I want to ask you, the founder of, of Corn, the founder of your company is Dom, I think. What motivated him to um, get involved with the Solat Rugby Club? That's a very good story, actually, because at the beginning, when Dom lived 25 years in, in the US, um, he's, he's French, but he... He went there on a two-week vacation and came back 25 years afterwards. <laughs> um, and when he came back, he was finding a place. Uh, he decided with his wife to move to Salah. And he was looking for an accountant. And uh, there's two accountants in town. One of them was the uh, previous uh, president from the rugby club. And okay. he ended up... Uh, He's, he's today a very good friend of us. And um, at the beginning, he became a very small sponsor, uh, like paying an entry fee, <laughs> I would say. And then next year, uh, thanks to the relationship and the, his involvement, uh, he became or we became uh, through Unicorn the biggest uh, sponsor. And this is season or, or the last season, I would say, because the season already ended. Um, uh, the accountant came to, to us and told us uh, the situation is not very good uh, due to COVID mainly. Um, if you have any ideas on how to take this to the next level, uh, keep going, uh, I'm all ears. And uh, we said, okay, um, we would like to take over, but um, we're, we're not doing this to just keep doing what we've been doing for 118 years. If we're stepping in, we'd like to take this to a whole different level because we are competitors. Uh, we'd like to win. Uh, so we set ourselves uh, very high objectives, but we give, give ourselves the means uh, to get there. Um, again, it's not just words, but uh, we're actually showing, setting the example of how uh, we want to get there. We recruited i would say 25 people uh for for next season all very very good players very good guys to uh human beings because you know peter you, you build a team not just by your quality uh on the pitch but also outside of the pitch oh. and that's how the team takes shape and actually um beats each other because you need to be strongest team uh to, to, to succeed. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. It's very interesting. We, we'll talk more about that just now, but back to Kathleen for the moment. So how did the sport of rugby, how did it help to teach you about overcoming adversity? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, first of all, I, I like to call rugby uh, a family. Uh, when I first spoke to Peter a couple of weeks ago, uh, we connected right away. Um, it's like we speak the same language. 
just because we're rugby fans, both of us. And uh, that's why I do believe rugby's big family all around the world, no matter uh, where you are, what age you are, uh, we connect right away. And I think that connection gives you uh, resilience. Um, some of the things that you you are taught ever since you're a kid and you, and you, you grab a, a rugby ball as um, friendship, uh, competition in the good sense, um, but also the uh, rugby and I would say uh, business and life, it's not an easy thing. I mean, you need to be able to uh, take a hit and be able to stand back up because uh, that's what happens. Uh, that's what happens on the pitch. Uh, you don't always uh, run and I mean, you have 15 people in front of you that don't w allow you uh, to push forward. Uh, it's a battle that lasts for 80 minutes. And uh, um, sometimes you, you go a bit forward. Sometimes you, they take you back and you need to be able to keep pushing um, have a good objective, a good mindset that tells you uh, this is where I want to be. I do think that um, it requires a lot of passion. And again, that's a, a great connection to, to business because um, if you don't have the passion, uh, you're probably uh, running with a 10-yard penalty. I think that, Kathleen, sounds very familiar to you into the football world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I've got to throw in there, for those of our audience who are not familiar with rugby, um, rugby is a game that's played, as, as Lucas said, for 80 or 90 minutes with a short break in the middle, and every player plays every one of those minutes unless the player is so injured he or she cannot continue moving. You don't bring in substitutes every five minutes so your <laughs> tired players can have a rest. And it's a, it's a hard game where players tackle one another and none of the players wear any protective equipment except perhaps a very soft band over their ears. There's no shoulder pads or chest pads or shin pads or anything else. So it's a tough game. That's all I'm going to say. Otherwise, I'm going to get shot down here. But I don't want to offend <laughs> my football players, you know, but it's <laughs> – let me keep quiet. What I wanted to ask you, Lucas, though, was um, I know from being heavily involved in a number of sports in my life and running and all this sort of thing and being – having my own business and when I was in the corporate world too, it's a real struggle to play at a high level of sport or, or compete at a high level in athletics and run a demand and be part of, sorry, and have a demanding career at the same time. So how do you juggle those two high level activities? I do think that they help one another. Uh, you need to be able to disconnect sometimes from what you're doing. And changing from rugby to business, uh, to sports, to, to what you're doing uh, as a job or as a, as a passion, as long as you have the will, you have the, that passion, that fire, that energy that takes you uh, to wake up every day and, and not feel that you, that you need to, oh, this, I mean, this is a burden. Uh, no, quite the opposite. I, I love what I do. Uh, and I just have, I mean, I enjoy doing what I do. And that's, for me, it's, it's the key to, to any success is enjoying what you do. Uh, you need to be doing your passion. And I, and I do think that most of the people never, never find that or 
struggle a lot at least to to get that to get there and uh um i consider myself very very lucky and uh i appreciate where i am and i just want to enjoy my time and to actually um help other people to to to, to, to get to have the same feeling because um i do think it's feeling that um uh, being part of something that's a real challenge, a real adventure. Um, uh, you, you need to live it, right? Uh, I wouldn't, I would never like to miss this opportunity. And that's right. what I'm going to jump in with a quick one because when Lucas and I spoke earlier, a couple of weeks ago, you were saying that your, your company is really good at helping people who are involved in the rugby club and, and in sport in general um keep going and practicing and juggling using that word so they're they're a lot uh, more flexible should i say than conventional businesses is that right yeah well in fact we we created a i would call it a device or i put the name that you want and it's called rugby plus uh what we do is we give people the opportunity to do both things at the same time play professional rugby and also um be a part of our business so we we give people two jobs mm -hmm. they are professional athletes for i would say roughly half their time on the other half they they are a part of unicorn or one of our startups mm -hmm. uh doing things like um sales uh business development marketing um social media design uh back end front end there's lots of things that we do internally and uh, people can can actually create or a career of their own, both sides, and uh, which uh, I don't think any other club does, uh, oh, not good. that I know of at least. Um, and I do think, uh, and from the returns that we we had, uh, it's a great opportunity. People are loving what we do, and people tell us, "How do you manage?" Well. As a matter of fact, we are already 10 people doing that, 10, 10 players that work at both sides. Uh, we have 15 more joining us in the next uh, month when the season starts in July. And uh, we've, I would say, demonstrated already that that duality works into both's favor. So, because sure. we, why? Because we spend so much time together that we become so, so close. Uh, and the team benefits on both sides in the business and uh, on the pitch. And on the field. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Kathleen, over to you. So, Lucas, you suffered a significant knee injury in 2014. And many thought that you would never return to professional sports. And I think many told you you would never play rugby again. What was that mental dialogue that helped you overcome that? had a couple of things. Um, by that time, I was not a professional athlete. Uh, that was actually before, uh, the year before I got my opportunity. Um, it was quite tough, um, I would say. I, mean, I still remember the injury uh, by heart. I mean, and uh, but that, but that, by that time, we had a, uh, our doctor at the club was those guys that always tries to, to keep pushing. Yeah, I mean, everything's all right, Let, let's keep going. And I had a very good relationship with him. And when, when I felt 
I tried to stand up and my knee was like going everywhere. I told him, hey, strap it up so I can keep going. He looked at me, grabbed my knee and said, not this time. It's like, what do you mean not this time? Come on, strap it up quickly. We need to keep going. And again, I think he said it three or four times, not this time. Then I clicked that something was not very well. Uh, something must have been wrong. Uh, of course, I mean, I, I wouldn't, uh, it was not easy. Um, but I, I do remember one thing that really, really helped me out. It, it was that um, I looked forward, I would say. And I, I knew that the next game, uh, the first game from the next season, uh, was a very important game. So we were playing against one of the biggest clubs in Argentina. Uh, a game that I would, wouldn't like to miss. Um, so I grabbed my coach and I told him, listen, first game of the season, next season, uh, I want to play. He looked at me, okay. It's going to be tough. There's not enough time, but okay. I say, I've got one question for you. Because, you know, before the actual start, uh, you got exhibition games, sure. uh, friendly games. Uh, so we had three friendly games before that first uh, game. And I asked him, how many of those do you, do you need me to play to actually put me on the pitch for that first uh, season game? And um, I today I think it was a, a bit on purpose, but um, he actually told me you need to play all three. Mm. I was like, I mean, I was not because I lack of humility, but I was kind of one of the captains of the team. Uh, I didn't miss a game ever. Uh, there was not many reasons to not put me on the field. I would say, and I, I thought he was being like too harsh. I mean, give me a break. Mm -hmm. uh, first friendly game was five months and one week out of my surgery and the uh, recovery usually takes between six and eight months and that's i mean being generous um but i guess i just you know i set that up on my head and i mean that was my objective and that helped me work out a way um I knew I had five week, five months and one week to get ready. I had to play at least five minutes of that first game for him to put me on the on on the game that mattered the most. And um, I know a lot of effort in the middle. Uh, I remember asking my surgeon, "What can I do uh, to make this quick?" He said, "Nothing. Uh, things take time to heal." Say, come on, okay, you, you need to be doing these exercises as soon as you can after surgery, okay? Uh, I remember getting out of surgery. It was on my bed, laying on, on the bed. It was, it was not, uh, my room was not ready yet. And um, so I was laying at the hallway with a lot of other people, feeling a bit dizzy yet because of all the, all the things that they put you whenever they, they do surgery, surgery on you. And... Uh, I said, okay, it's time to start doing the exercises. Uh, when I told that story to the surgeon, he looked at me and he was damn crazy. I mean, <laughs> and he said, why? Well, 
you should have waited for like a week. I was like, you told me as quickly as I can. <laughs> you know that as quickly as I can means that for me. I mean, I'm not going to be waiting for one week because that means I'm one week late. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Lucas, we're, we're getting towards the end of our time, but I got a really important question I want to ask you. You've had lots of experience in professional sport, amateur sport, Northern Hemisphere, and of course, Southern Hemisphere, different clubs, different countries, and in business. So if I was to ask you what you think is the key characteristic that, that makes the difference between people being successful, either in sport or in business, athletics, and the average, what's that key characteristic, do you think? I'd say passion. Mm -hmm. yeah. Passion, yeah. I think it's a very, very um, strong characteristic, uh, which leads to very um, constructive um, actions. Because people that have that passion go the extra mile, right. uh, take uh, initiative. Um, and I also like being a competitor. Uh, some people think it's a negative thing. I guess, I mean, uh, I don't like to lose, no matter what I do. Uh, sometimes I, I go a bit extreme, I would say, but I think that uh, being such a competitive guy push me, pushes me further, uh, makes me do extra things. And I do think those two components allow people to have at least a bigger chances of success. Yeah. Uh, of course, success, it's, it's different for everyone. Sure. Um, and that, that, uh, that's something very, very important, very powerful, because I do think we can all be successful. Right. Don't need to be uh, beating someone else to be successful. We just need to be achieving whatever we consider ourselves to be our success, our winning. Yeah. And um, oh, that's great. Setting, setting those objectives into something um, that's achievable, but also that defies you into um, growing as a human being, growing as a person and, uh, you know, pushing your limits. Right. Sure. Yeah. So very so good. I think we're at the end of our time, but how do people contact you, Lucas, if they want to get a hold of you or get a hold of somebody at Unicorn? What's the best way to do that? Well, the best way, Kathleen, and thank you for, for the opportunity, would be through LinkedIn. Okay. So just uh, uh, search for me, uh, Lucas Caneda. That's L-U-C-A-S-C-A-N-E-D-A. -E um, they can just drop me a message. I'm pretty much... Uh, reactive i would say uh and yes if there's a connection uh, i would be happy to uh, jump into a call or whatever uh, good we will put that as a caption under this point of the video and we put it in the description so for me thanks lucas yes thank, thank you so much for being on our show lucas we really appreciated having you on the show and um, thank you all so very much again for tuning in and uh, keep those comments coming because we love reading them. And once again, if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And until next time, take care and bye-bye everyone.